0: Dr. Carl Haas was the popular host of nationally syndicated Adventures in Good Music. You can learn more about this series on our web blog, www.classicalmusic.network. And now, here is another episode of these radio broadcasts. Hello, everyone. When we talk about Baroque... We talk about a period which has become extremely popular with so many people in the field of music, a period roughly from the year 1600 to the year of Bach's death in 1750. That's being arbitrary, of course. You cannot pinpoint any such period like you do the beginning and the end of a hunting season or a baseball season. That wouldn't make sense. But for want of a better classification, this is what we have in mind. Well today I would like to have us look at some music by Baroque masters of various countries whose names are at times obscure in our time. So I'm happy to offer a program entitled Baroque International and I may tell you very frankly that I've had a lot of fun assembling it for you. When we talk about Baroque, and I'd like to spend a moment on the definition, we mean the music which followed that of the Renaissance. It's also referred to as the thorough bass period. We'll talk about that another time. The term Baroque, you may be interested, probably comes from the Portuguese barroco, irregularly shaped pearl, or sometimes we think of the painter Barochi, was used formerly in a decidedly uh, I might almost say demeaning sense to mean grotesque, in a corrupt taste, overladen with with ornaments. Well, that has changed. Its application to the fine arts was based on the opinion that 17th century architecture and painting represented a debased Renaissance style. You see how definitions change. Well, this opinion has been thoroughly revised, and today both the beginning and the end of the Baroque period in music, fairly clearly defined. We're going to begin with a master of Belgium who is little known today. He was an exact contemporary of Bach, a period which we call, again, we always have to have a classification, the High Baroque. Now, Bach, 1685 to 1750, The one I'm referring to, the Belgian Jacques Leuyer, who was born approximately 1690, five years after Bach, and died four years before him in 1746. Not an awful lot is known about Leuyer, and that's a shame, because he wrote some music which is noteworthy. He, as far as we can tell, we know that he's Belgian. He was a flutist and an oboist. As far as we can tell, he lived from his twenties on in Paris and then in London, became a member of the King's Theatre Orchestra. And in one of his publications, he calls himself chamber musicians to the Elector of Bavaria and concertmaster to Duke Ferdinand. He certainly got around. Jean-Baptiste Leuillet, Leuillet, and that's spelled L-O-E-I, L-L-E-T, we're going to hear a portion of a concerto for oboe and string orchestra. And this is an authentic, if there is such a thing, an authentic performance, because the Belgian master performed by a Belgian orchestra, namely the soloists of Liège. The oboist is Entre Antoine, and the entire group conducted by Géry Lemaire. This is Leuillet of Belgium, a Baroque master. Bye. Of one of many compositions, a very prolific master, of Jean-Baptiste Leuilly of Belgium, an oboe concerto of which we heard the first two movements. Now, I purposely wanted to have us realize that Baroque musicians are not only the ones that we know from a uh, uh, reputation such as Bach, Handel, Scarlatti, uh, Corelli, Uh, Torelli, all of those famous names. I wanted to have us dwell among the less famous today, and of various countries, in order to see that this was indeed a period which was fruitful in so many parts of Europe. So now, from Belgium, we come to Sweden. And a master who functioned at the Drottningholm castle outside of Stockholm, those of you who know the area, beautiful place it is, And his name, Johann Helmich Roman, R-O-M-A-N. Now, he belongs into that period, 1694 to 1758. He was born in Sweden, but spent his earlier years studying music abroad, mainly in England. There he came under the influence of the music of Handel. And during the period of 1720, 1740, Roman occupied a central position in the musical life of Sweden as royal court conductor and as the organizer of the first regular public concerts to be held in Stockholm. This is very important. He was indeed an influential man. As a composer, he is regarded as one of the first of real significance in Sweden. A vital place in his large output of instrumental music is accorded to a number of sinfonias, most of them probably written during the late years of Bach, 1735 to 45, and the Violin Concerto in D minor, one of four by Roman, a characteristic example of the instrumental concerto of the time. And this reveals not only the influence of Handel but also of Italian masters. We're going to hear the second and third movements of the Violin Concerto in D minor, by Johann Helmich Roman, the Baroque Master of Sweden. of a lovely concerto for violin and orchestra in D minor by the Swedish master Roman R-O-M-A-N the Baroque master of Sweden who was prolific wrote significantly and is considered today the first truly important composer of Swedish birth this is a program entitled Baroque International a look at some of the lesser-known names, yet significant in their own stature and position during the Baroque period in various countries. Well, so far we've been in Belgium and in Sweden, and now we go to Germany, and someone who is completely unknown today. His name is Stölzel, S T O S-T-O-L-Z-E-L, Gottfried Heinrich Stölzel. What do we know about Stölzel? for one thing? Once again, he was a contemporary of Bach, lived from 1690 to 1749, was very unwise in the choice of his time of living, <laughs> with Bach overshadowing everybody else, and Handel, of course. He studied in Leipzig, taught in Breslau, visited Italy, lived in Prague in Bayreuth, and was appointed Kapellmeister to the Duke of Gotha composed, listen to this, 22 operas. You know any of them today? Stolzl? Fourteen oratorios, masses, eight sets of cantatas and motets for the church year, chamber cantatas, piano concertos, trio sonatas, two theoretical treatises. He was a busy gentleman. He was also the composer of the song Du by Mir. If you are with me which is generally attributed to Johann Sebastian Bach on the basis of a copy which Bach made by his uh, second, which was made by his second wife Anna Magdalena who was also busy as you know (laughs) we're going to hear a rather unusual Concerto Grosso by Stolzl for four choirs in D major now when I say choirs I mean instrumental two choirs of trumpets flute, oboe, bassoon and strings that means four trumpets the trumpeters being Maurice André Bernard Gabel Guy Touvron and Bernard Soustro the oboe is Pierre Pierlot and uh, let's see whom else do we have here the flute for some reason is not identified it certainly is not Jean-Pierre Rampal because he would be identified uh, and the chamber orchestra, that of Jean-Francois Bayard, who is directed by Philippe Caillard. So you got your P's and C's to watch here. <laughs> A concerto grosso by Stolzl of Germany, of Bach's time. You see, this is the kind of music that we think of when we think of Baroque, grandeur, pomp, circumstance. This is music which we associate with the palace, uh, the court of Versailles. But this was music by a German composer who is unknown today, namely Gottfried Heinrich Stölzel of uh, Leipzig. Well, uh, he studied in Schneeberg and in Leipzig. And you heard this concerto grosso for four trumpets and oboe and flute and strings. Now from Germany we move to Spain. Without a question, one of the greatest masters of Baroque in Spain was one who surely is not unknown. He was very late Baroque. He was born in 1729, so he just made it. (laughs) Deadline 1750. You see how ludicrous that is. A Spanish composer and a monk. He studied at the Escalonia of Montserrat, was appointed choirmaster at Lerida Cathedral, and entered the monastery of the Escorial. And there he was organist. He composed a requiem, other church music, sonatas for harpsichord particularly, incidental music for plays, quintets, chamber music of all kinds, and specifically his harpsichord sonatas were influenced by a master of Italy who was then harpsichord teacher of Queen Maria Barbara and stayed for a long time each year in the Escorial when the royal family came to pass the autumn there. And his name was Domenico Scarlatti. His teaching, which was halted by his death in 1757, profoundly affected the Style in the Keyboard Compositions by Soler. Now let's listen to one of the concertos for two keyboards by Soler. keyboards obviously being harpsichords in this instance, keyboard instruments, and these are performed by... This is performed by Kenneth Gilbert and Trevor Pinnock of England. It's the fourth of six such concertos. Soler Padre Soler Antonio Soler of the Baroque period in Spain concerto in F major for two keyboards by the Spanish master Padre Antonio Soler. This, undoubtedly, the greatest master of the Baroque period, the, the High Baroque in Spain. And this is a program entitled Baroque International. I happened upon a composition which I had never known before. The composer, well, if I tell you the name... You'll see how obscure this is. Konstantin Christian Dedekind, D-E-D-E, Kind, K-I-N-D. He was born in 1628, which means almost 60 years before Bach, died in 1715. He was a German poet, a prolific composer of sacred and secular songs, He was attached to the court of Dresden from 1654 to approximately over 20 years, first as a singer, then as a master, and today forgotten. I ran across a composition which is scored for alto voice and organ, and I really had to listen to it a few times because it haunted me. It's entitled, Was betrubst du dich? My sailor, why are you so sad, my soul? Wait for the Lord. He will be your help. We're going to hear this performed by two Swiss artists. The uh, contralto is a lady by the name of Irene Pelmont Pelmont. she was born in the Swiss, in the French part of Switzerland. And the organist is Hans-Peter Ashleymann, Eschliemann, who is from the Basel area. Sounds real Swiss. And this remarkable composition, listen very carefully if you can, by Dedekind, who predated (laughs) Bach by some 60 years. (laughs) by a master who is who certainly deserves a better fate than oblivion namely Christian Dedekind D-E-D-E-K-I-N-D long predated Bach you heard this remarkable composition why are you so sad my soul was betrubst du dich meine seele and this was sung performed in a noteworthy manner you will agree by Irène Pelmont of Switzerland, and Hans-Peter Eschlimann, also of Switzerland, at the Oregon, In this program, entitled today, Baroque International, an effort to show, at least in a small way, that Baroque is not at all limited to any one country, even though I would say that the richest of them all, Italy, at the time of the Baroque, the middle period and the late period, We'll do that separately another time. Baroque International. What about England outside of Henry Purcell? Oh, well, I can think of a few, especially one who also deserves a more frequent hearing if he's performed at all, namely a gentleman by the name of Charles Avison, A-V-I-S-O-N. He was born in 1709, lived to 1770, an English organist and composer, published a number of instrumental concertos, principally known by his treatise, An Essay on Musical Expression, in those early years, which, even though many ideas that are his own, is valuable for the evidence which it affords of contemporary taste and practice. Now, he was a pupil of the Italian master Geminiani, whom he praises warmly in his essay, and also he wrote some concertos which are much in the vein of Geminiani, of Corelli, of Bononcini, all of those 18th century masters of Italy. Listen to a portion of his D major concerto, Charles Avison, and this is performed by the Bournemouth Sinfonietta, conducted by Ronald Thomas. The many concertos for string orchestra, composed by the little-performed English master Charles Abison, the Bournemouth Sinfonietta. You've been listening to Adventures in Good Music with Dr. Carl Haas. You can learn more about this series from our web blog at www dot classical music dot network and join us next week at the same time for another episode of Adventures in Good Music with
1: Carl Haas